Um, God. So, Julie, is that is that enough of a look? <laughs> <laughs> they they're looking pretty good tonight. Do you need to see the left one too, or is just the right one okay? I like to see both. Okay. Well. All right. Are we good? There you go. Yes. Okay. Okay. Aaron, are we, are we rolling? You were totally oh rolling. Oh my god. Oh shit. Um, I take what I can get these days, you guys. I'm sorry about that. You know, it's I never like when people have to overhear Julie looking at my boobs, but you know, time. Why time don't you? Is why do? Why doesn't anyone who listened to us just kind of imagine that I'm continually looking at her boobs? Well, it's it's. It, I mean, it's understandable. <laughs> Uh, my doctor last week told me they are perfectly symmetrical. That's a real thing that happened to me. Whoa, real quote? No, not really. <laughs> you, you've got like Paul Newman boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, oh, no, those are perfectly symmetrical. And I went, oh. That's great. But I've been making jokes about how the left one is the small one for years. No, no man. No, it's, no, apparently. I'm, You're like Captain and Captain. I'm Captain and Tennille. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Um, how about I'm, uh, I don't know, Johnson & Johnson? <laughs> what about CNC Music Factory? <laughs> Except for it would have to be D&D Music Factory. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, hi, I'm Allison Shoemaker. I'm Julie Starbird. And this is Podlander Drumcast, an Outlander podcast. This is the second episode we're recording today. Somehow we're just on beer number two. That's not true. I had two beers in the last episode. <laughs> Okay, well, Julie has had, she's on beer number three. I, in my defense, my first beer was 9.78. That's true. I'm on beer number three, too. Janine's on beer number three. Shut up, (laughs) Janine. Just kidding. Um, uh, So for this episode, we are talking about season two, episode nine, Je suis play. Oh, French again. French again. Je suis play. Je suis play. But I've got questions about that, but it'll come up later. All right. No, go ahead. Let's talk about the title. Like, okay. So first of all, I saw it and we all know that I'm not good with the French pronunciations. And I was like, yes, we priest. Why are we priests? But then when in the episode, when it happens, when you see it and it's like his brooch, like, I don't know what you call that. The thing that like gathers your kilt at your hip or whatever manliness with a stag on it. Why is it in French? Well, so... I'm pushing up my imaginary glasses because... Was it when he was in school? No. So that's the Fraser Fraser family motto. But why is it in France? They have ties to France? I don't fucking know. It's just their motto. And it goes... We first hear it in season one in the episode where Claire tries to run away and she trips over Jamie when she's trying to steal a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he has to almost swear allegiance to the Mackenzies. And if he did it wrong, he could have been killed. Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the reason that I remember it so clearly is because it led to my favorite gif in the history of Outlander gifts, which I will go ahead and tweet for us, which is Sam Hugh. It's, it, this is also, by the way, the gif that I use to convince people who aren't convinced to watch Outlander to watch Outlander. Because it's just him and his blue eyes are twinkling. And he's just going, je suis prêt, je suis prêt. And it's um, hot. It's real hot. But it means I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But are you ready? No. I'm, I'm totally ready. My, I am more than I know. ready. My body is ready. I, my mind is ready. Yep. I am on, my dress is on point. And, and I, I'm not sure. Like if, I exfoliated. I've got my freakum dress on. I fucking shaved. I know you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, so in case <sighs> it's not already clear, we're talking about fucking. Um, <laughs> in, in the context of the title, it actually means, uh, Well, the Fraser motto, but also um, getting the army, such Mm -hmm. as it is, ready for war. And -hmm. then also uh, specifically Claire getting ready to to be in a war again. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a title that that does double duty. That's right. I got to pull it back in. I forgot about Claire's journey in this episode. I got to keep it real. Well, it's a really good episode, but that doesn't change the fact. It's it's better than last episode. We've got to save our outburst about sex until the end. You're right. Well, until the scene when it... Yeah, which is at the end. That's yeah. at the end. Towards no, we could just talk about it first if you want. No, 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 man. I can save it. Okay. They've been They've been saving, saving it. it. 
fucking oh. dick bags. Yeah. I love you, Outlander. I love you too, Outlander. Okay, so um, this episode starts, well, we get our fun little, like, tag that's a little hint of what's going to happen in the episode. Mm. Julie's very favorite thing. Julie, why don't you tell us about this one? Um, there is a wheel rut in the ground and then all of a sudden it flashes back and it's nighttime and you see like a car wheel and you're like, wait a minute, that's world war two. And it's like a Jeep that goes through that. And then you see world war two style future or now boots marching through it. So you know that there's going to be something in this episode that ties back to Claire's experience in world war two. Um, I'll say this about this episode, especially coming off of recording the last one. Uh, this is the second episode in a row that strays quite a bit from the book in some ways. Um, and whereas the last one, I didn't quite dig everything they were doing, even though I totally got why. Um, I love this one. I loved everything but the lack of boning. I, no, th- this episode was interesting, although I felt that it did fall into a lot of... Uh recognizable tropes. Oh, like, sure. I mean, there were one, yeah. not one, not two, the but montage, three training montages. The montages and like, it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Uh, but we did learn some stuff and we also see Jamie like becoming the, the leader that he needs to be. And then there's the re, re the, uh, reentry of a character that we'll talk about in a minute. That was very fun. And, uh, it was a very manly, episode it was but the very first note that i took is there's no boning and we don't get to see marta do a jig no nope. because his first line is like i was gonna jig for you but uh then you showed up five days like god my scottish accent is really bad i have a fucking <laughs> bachelor of arts in theater i had to take so many fucking dialect classes god success cheers success cheers cheers thank you janine yeah for rubbing it in yeah janine but we're excited that pamplemousse shows up Mm. and then jamie tells him about uh the old fox lord love it love it and uh my favorite quote from the scene was pamplemousse hearing the shit about lord love it and going that's the weasel i can will I'm like, you know what? I completely understand what you meant, sir. You know what I loved about that scene? Like, yeah, Marta was in the last episode at the very beginning, and he had his, I can't believe I'm what? a farmer. Once again, look, there it is. Pamplemousse. Exclamation Bless points. Him. I'm just like, we every just time he shows up, every and time you know, he shows up, I'm whenever like, Whenever yes. he's on screen, I'm like, no, Marta's my favorite character. And then Jenny's on screen, I'm like, no, Jenny's, Jenny's my, my favorite character. character. And then Master Ramon's on screen, I'm like, no, Master, Master Ramon's my favorite character. Um... Yeah. And then Sam Huon and Catch Ramon and him. But both. Um, and I'm both like, just both. fucking bone. Yeah. And then they have sex. And I'm like, what? What? Are Where they my favorites? No. Yeah. Um, anyway, Murtaugh looks so happy to be outside and wearing a kilt. Mm-hmm. He likes a healthy wind around his privates. <laughs> Who wouldn't? He I've looks been trying so to get happy. Neil to wear a skirt for years and he just won't do oh, it. Oh, but he's got such nice legs. He does have the good legs. He has great calves, but he's like, why would I wear a skirt? And I'm like, oh, because it's most comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Oh, Neil could totally pull off a calf. Actually, he really could. Yeah, he yeah. could. He's got great calves. Like, he he can really rock that down below. But a he's couple like, of years mm-hmm. ago, well, actually many years ago at this point, Neil decided that he needed to start lifting weights so that in the event <laughs> of an apocalypse, he could carry Julie's unconscious body for miles. <laughs> So now he lifts weights very seriously. And yeah. Neil becomes more impressive to me every time. Oh, yeah. Neil, I gotta tell Neil you this, owns though. a onesie. Neil, no, I'm sorry. Is that, are they called a onesie? Singlet. 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 <laughs> Which is like a onesie. But for weightlifting. dudes. But for big dudes. No, uh, I don't. Like, imagine a romper, but you can see balls. I just don't know if the goal of carrying me for two miles really exists anymore because I keep getting fatter. (laughs) (laughs) So I I like, I I don't know if that exists anymore. He'd probably be able to carry. He used to run around the neighborhood with me on his back just to see if he could. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'll just be out with the popcorn. But anyway, anyway he would he would look good in a kilt. He would look really good. Saying, in kilt. Pamplemousse looks great in a kilt. Yeah. I'm so glad these guys are back in kilts. And like, we you know what we talk a lot of. Um, what's the opposite of shit? We talk a lot of uh, hot, glitter, hot shit. We talk a lot of glitter. <laughs> no, that may reminds me of Sparkle Pockets. We talk a lot of um, mm, diamonds. Diamonds. No, they're like got sparkle. What's the opposite of piss? 
I don't know. We talk. We a talk lot, a lot of dick. We we talk a lot of shiny. We talk a lot of shiny. We do. We say a lot of good things. We talk a lot of chrome. Moves. We talk a lot of chrome about pample moves. But like in all seriousness, Duncan Lacroix is just. Literally, he's, he's just a joy. wonderful. He's a joy. He's so good in every scene. He's reliably one of the funniest people on the show, but all of his heavy sh- shit always hits too. Like, he's just really good. I'm anyway. just looking at pictures of him right now. Like the entire time we talk about him, I'm just cycling through all his pictures on IMDb. He is stunning. Yeah, he's a, he's just a good dude. Just yeah. Google Marta gifts and see what comes up. Ooh, Great, thanks, Janine. Um, so we're anyway. out on the on the war path, and so they they have to train all these scrubs. They have this low. They they don't want no scrubs. They have um. <laughs> oh, they have this lovely reunion scene though, where Claire shows up and she looks. She's got like she has a kilt like belted around her waist and flung over her shoulder. She's just. She, lo- she looks like happy. straight up ready to, to Betsy Ross some shit. Like she just looks great. Um, and Jamie has looks real, real Scottish. And Murta's just beaming. And they're all getting ready to train these dudes. And Fergus comes out and he's like, Milady, Milo. And they, oh, they, yep, there's I a gift. I love it because uh, describe for your listeners. Uh, I have I some, some business with, with your maid to finish. finish. Which I love because like, under his beard, you can see him smirk and then go serious again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's great. So good. really I'm good. Sorry. I'm going to go ahead and do a saved Google search result for Marta Gifts. I need to remember to do that. Anyway. Uh, my apologies. I derailed you. Oh, it's oh, all good. No, so no, always for we're G- out, we're out. Anytime it's Murta. We're out on the training fields in the Highlands and we're we realize. We're skipping a thing. We're skipping yeah? a thing. Yep. So before they start training, um, they Claire shows up and Jamie, they have their lovely reunion. And then Claire turns around and who's there but... Two, uh, oh, it, but Fergus right. too. But two of the four characters from Outlander I would most like to see have a spinoff: Rupert and Angus. Angus, here they come. Um, in case you're confused, Rupert is the one that always gets fat jokes told about him, and, and Angus, Angus is the is one the, with the disgusting feet and the enormous head. Yeah, <laughs> and he's constantly going like, <laughs> "Oh, we both yeah. just did John Stewart's impression of George Bush." <laughs> <laughs> but then we find out that Willie got killed. No, he didn't. He got married. I thought he. I thought he got. I thought he got. <laughs> no, that was the whole joke. Oh, that was the whole joke. Oh. They're like, "Where's Willie?" And they're both like, "Um." And it gets, and Claire's all like, oh no. And she gl- grabs Jamie, and they're all standing there looking terrified. And Rupert goes, he got married. Oh, nah, man. I wasn't listening at yeah, that point. He got I married guess. to an Irish girl and sailed across the sea with her to America. I'm assuming that actor got another gig because that character is definitely still around in the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Who's, who's the actor? Or what was the character name? Willie. 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 Um, so, uh, so first they reunite with Rupert and Angus, and then uh, then Fergus runs out and is like, "Me daddy, me love, I swapped with you." And they're like, "Oh, Fergus, did you have a nice time with Marta?" And he goes, "No, it was horrible. He had me mend his socks and bring him food." <laughs> and Marta's like, "What? I was teaching him what it's like to live to in be Scotland. on the road, yeah, right, right. whatever." And he's like, "Oh no, it was so dreadful. I wish I was back with the prostitutes." And then all of a sudden, da da da. Da, 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 do you sense da, da, da. something? Oh. Uh, do you sense? Mm, I sense something. Gilf, 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 gilf. And then there gilf, he is. Gilf, gilf. And we're all, all this like, glory. Oh. And we're like, oh my God, please be hot for me right now. Uh, we haven't talked about gilf yet. Because he hasn't been in the season yet. And this is, this is, this is great. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Graham yeah. McTavish. <laughs> Graham McTavish is a gilf. For those of you who don't know what that means. Everybody knows what that means. Well, milf is the term that everybody knows, well, which is mom, dilf. I like to fucking dilf. That's a little bit less popular, but there are girls who say dilf. Dad, I'd like to fuck Camille Cetina. Hey, how are you? And then uh, gilf. Granddad. I'd, I'd like, like to, to fuck. fuck. Oh, and I really would. Graham McTavish, why are you so hot? Jesus, he's really like. <laughs> yep. Oh, Janine's going to show us a little. Yes. See, look yes. at it. Look how tall he is. Yes. I would climb that silver tree. <laughs> oh, I would. I would. And it would not bend in the wind. <laughs> he's like a birch and like he's silvery. Just, he's and very impressive. He's, oh, 
God, very he's very hot. We haven't even gotten to the scene when he rips off his shirt, goes running down a hill with black makeup we'll come, on his we'll face, there. screaming we'll, we'll, like we'll a banshee. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But so I'm. First of all, it should also, as always, just because you know I'm a lady, I know what it's like to be frustrated when people of my gender are objectified. So just like saying, by the way, Duncan Lacroix is a really good actor. Graham McTavish is a wonderful performer, and he does a great job as Dougal. But I would also just annihilate him. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I would go full Claire Randall on his ass. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, are you a virgin? (laughs) And he'd be like, bitch, no. Hell no. I'm 70 years old. Uh, How old is he really, Janine? He's got to be like 55 or 60. uh, Born in January, January 3rd, 1961. He's actually... Not that old. Fifty, sixty. Oh. What? He's he is perfectly aged. He's anyway, like a fine he is a Scottish fine wine. Fucking Scotch. He is a finely aged Scotch. He is a finely aged Scotch. There's some peat on that <laughs> and some smoke. Yep. And I'm just gonna drink it by the fireplace by myself. Yep. Yep. No ice. No ice in that, and no chaser. Hell no. No. Mm. You're just gonna. You're just gonna let it. So roll he shows up, and we're all like. Yep. And he says some things and I don't remember what they are. <laughs> he he wants to leave. He wants to go right away. He's like, let's get all these guys that you have together and go fight. And Jamie's like, nah, nah. We need to train these assholes. They're not ready for what the British Army has to give us. And then we start the first of the training montages. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things in there. First of all, I just... Like in this o- sort of opening collection of scenes, I just love any time that we get Claire and Murta and Jamie together mm-hmm. because it's like, you know how all the, the youths say squad goals? <laughs> That's like the whole time I'm like, oh my God, I just want that in my life. I want that. I want that. I want to really like walking through the Highlands being like, we so good. Mm-hmm. We're so cool. Everybody wants to sit with the cool kids and it's us. And there's a healthy breeze around our private. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. Um, they're quite the power trio. Also, I noticed the mu- speaking. You were speaking in the last episode about underscoring. I noticed the music more in this episode than in any episode since the one in season one where they had the bard mm-hmm. and they were listening to all the concerts and right in, right in Castle right. Mia. but when she um, heard the song about the time travel right. right and there were at least two songs from that episode I think sung by the same guy that were in this one mm-hmm. um, and I want to go back and find out what this because Jamie like narrates all the songs for her um, in that episode so I think we know what they all mean uh, and they're obviously not the fairy ones. Well, but. it's about the woman traveling back in time, which she does do in this episode, which we're That's about to true. get to. But there were others. It was about like grief and other things. But right? that's also what happens to totally, her, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, but there's also right at the beginning, there's that cool like dudes singing the theme song, but without words that sounds kind of like a marching theme. Mm-hmm. It's acapella. So for just a second, I'd like to talk about Bear McCreary, the <laughs> composer for mm-hmm. Outlander, um, who's done a lot of TV scoring. Um, he does The Walking Dead. He did Battlestar Galactica. Um, he also does movies. He did most recently, I think, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, he, um, did, he does S.H.I.E.L.D. He does, uh, yeah, he did do 10 Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, He's amazing. Um, He's very, very good. He's also got a great blog where he writes about all kinds of things that he's working on and specifically about Outlander. That's great. Bear McCreary. Um, And I think that all of the music in Outlander is really good. But this episode in particular, I was like, God, I'm feeling some feelings. That's so interesting. I don't remember the music at all. Oh, it was like every scene had music and not just the training montages. I only remember montages because they're montages, but I don't remember the music. All I remember from this episode is the flashing back and forth that Claire has. Which is, well, which obviously really yeah. good. Um, I also would like to say that just in the in the course of when Dougal comes in, um, I wrote, sick burn, Dougal, and then sick burn, Claire, and then I will accept a Fergus and Myrta spinoff or a Rupert and Angus spinoff, and then <laughs> sick burn, Myrta, and then dick measuring contest, and then sick burn. Burn Marta in capital letters. Um, and the only one that I actually remember was when Dougal was like, oh, Jamie, you look good, especially with all the bad shit that happened to you. And then he just walks away. <laughs> um, all I have is that they start the training and that Murtaugh is in 
charge of it. He's like the drill sergeant. Yeah. And I started thinking about, uh, is it full metal jacket? Steers and queers. Oh yeah. Cause he was that guy. He was like, what's totally. wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Idiots like screaming. And so we have all that. And then we have like the music, the bagpiping music of them, like training, training, trying to learn. And this is like the first, as Allison said, of like three of these in this episode. It's a very manly montage, Rocky. Well, because first it's like, they can't even get into lines. That's the first train montage in mm-hmm. the second, like literally, Murtaugh's like, okay, get in two lines. No, two, no, two lines. No, seriously, like a line here and a line here. No, like, like a line. Do you know what a line is? And that's not an exaggeration. That's actually what happens, Jenny. He's like, no, here, no, no. Come on. And the dudes are like, but this is also when Claire is watching all this happen. And then she looks over and she sees Fergus playing field hockey with another young guy who's out there. And she flash. this is the first time she flashes back and she, Flashes back to her one of her assignments in World War II where she is with American GIs and they are playing baseball. So she flashes back between this hockey game, the field hockey game that she's seeing in Scotland, and then she flashes back to the American base. And I loved all of this stuff. Like this to me is what made the episode work. Um, and none of it is in the book. Mm-hmm. None of it. That entire, all of that, like we know she's a nurse, obviously, but... Um, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but her accident and these American privates and um, the PTSD, all of it, none of it's in the book. And I thought it was just wonderful. It like was really, well really good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Matt Roberts wrote this one. Um, I got it. Uh, yeah, and Matt, Matthew Roberts. Yeah. And it was just, and we get the origin basically of Jesus H. Ruse about Christ, which also isn't in the books. Um that she gets that from one of the American privates and they have like a ha ha funny conversation about American food versus British food where he's like, what's this supposed to be? Black pudding. Oh, what's black pudding? Well, it's basically like sausage. Not totally true. Isn't it just like blood sausage? Like yeah. blood mixed with oats and shit? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. British um, food. Yeah. Um, but that also, I needed to be noted that one of the privates in that scene is from Texarkana, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Is that Teddy Wallace? There's a there's one guy on IMDb who's who's listed as Scruffy GI. No no no, it's Caleb Lucas, I believe his name is. Maybe Caleb. And his because he's the one that knows George Bernard Shaw. Remember, because he's got this great Southern accent, and he's like, oh well. He sounds um, a lot like Julie when she's had how many beers have you had, Julie? Five. When she it sounds a lot like Julie when she's had five beers. Maybe more like six. Tyler Tyler Collins. Tyler Collins. Cheers to you. Tyler Collins surely sounds like somebody I went to fucking high school with. So. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Good job. Um, So we spend a lot of the episode, basically whenever Jamie is not having his like trouble, hashtag troubles with Dougal um, and hashtag inspirational speeches. And then we'll we'll get to, we'll get to the like really great scene at the end. Speech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, marching is stupid. Except for when you die, (laughs) basically is the gist of the speech. Anyway, but most of the rest of the episode is Claire just flashing to her experience in World War II. And it was so interesting to me to watch a television show treat a woman like a veteran because she is she's mm-hmm. a fucking veteran you know and I was thinking like anytime I've ever seen anything with women in PTSD it's rape related mm-hmm. anytime I've or maybe like loss of a child mm-hmm. right but this was actual combat like, yeah yeah and like of course they don't have words for that like she wasn't gonna be like and then I realized I was suffering PTSD because that was not mm-hmm. it was just like losing your fucking nuts um but she does God. talk about com- compartmentalizing later, though, yes, in a really cool the monologue. Door. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, I mean, like, newsflash, in case you haven't noticed, Katramina um, Katrina Belf is really wonderful. She's it's just good. great. And she, it's like, it's too bad. No, I guess good. If she didn't already have a fucking Emmy episode, then this would have been a great one for mm-hmm. her, too. But, you know, there was faith. So, um, Anyway, so that's like a huge part of the bulk of the episode, and it's a little bit hard to recap because it's just she sees playing field hockey and it becomes baseball, or there's this very disorienting scene where she walks into a tent and Angus is um, talking about how his feet are growing something, mm-hmm. and she gets unreasonably angry because oh, she's that connecting comes way later. it. Right, right. No, mm-hmm. I know, but, but I'm it's kind all of the like, same. yeah, They're, yeah. 
So it's hard to recap, right? So, like, she gets unreasonably angry at Angus because of his feet, and they're obviously all really confused, and she can't really explain what's happening to her, and she's connecting it with a speech that she had to give a bunch of GIs, and one of them was, like, seemed like maybe he was checking her out, but at the very least he was spacing out and not paying attention, and then all of a sudden she flashes back to Scotland and it's Rupert sitting next to that private and it was mm-hmm. very disorienting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who directed this one, Janine? Uh, 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 Deanna Gabaldon? Nope. nope, that's the author. Oh, Jesus. Where who directed it? Oh, there's Philip John. Pardon me. Philip John. Great fucking job. Or like um, when she passes out at the end um, and she, and that's when you see the soldier trying to wake her up mm-hmm. when she's plugging her ears. God, that was so upsetting. And you hear him speak in Jamie's voice in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it was really like. So basically what's happening through the entire episode is Jamie is training all these scrubs and Claire is reliving her experience in World War II by watching all these young men who are not prepared for actual battle go through training. So she keeps flashing back and forth between Scotland and her experience in World War II. Uh, There's the Je je Suis Press comes up here. He's got this um, brooch. What what is it called? The kilt kilt pen. Kilt pen. That's what it's called. His kilt pen says Je Suis Prig, and it's got like a, uh, I thought it was priest, because I don't know how to pronounce this shit. And then there's like a, a stag on it, which we know is something like a magical thing in the episode, in, in the opener. That's obviously something that has to do with it. I'm ready. And then he's still trying to train these guys, and he goes out and tries to import to them, <laughs> this war isn't the way you think it's going to be. Here's how they come for you. And I'm going to explain it to you. And he tries to like break it down. Like, here's how it's going to work. I need you all to learn these drills because this is how war works now. Well, and it's what's going to save your life. Right. Like you're going to be in a group of men who all know exactly what to do in this situation because you all train together and you're a unit. Mm -hmm. And that way, when they start firing at you, you're not going to go running and fuck each other over. Right. And then he's really into this and his guys are really into it. And then here comes... Fucking Gilf. Fucking Gilf running down the hill with all the... But who cares about anybody else? No. Who gives a shit? Graham Graham McTavish McTavish in a kilt (laughs) with the Braveheart, like, paint. He's got, like, Braveheart paint on his face, and he's holding the sword, and he's just screaming, and, like, he looks good. And all the scrubs scatter like idiots. Yeah, and Jamie's like, no, but seriously, get get in line. Nope, seriously. And then Dougal's like, no, that's how we fight in Scotland. And Jamie is like, um... That's not Can I have style. a word with you? <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically, he's like, listen, if you want to, because remember, going back to the last episode, Colin is out of it. So Dougal is here, not for the Mackenzies. He's on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not in charge and he's used to being in charge. So he just keeps trying to run the joint. And, and Jamie keeps nose being like, nose. no, Jamie keeps being like, nope, um, nope. And I'm all like, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Kiss, please just kiss each little, other. Just a little, just, just a fucking, just, a little, just, just like, the, yep. maybe there's just a little something where one of you brushes each other and grabs each other and is manly, and then maybe there's a kiss, but we don't really know what it is, but can I just please see that? Okay. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen, but. Come on. Uh, but they have a bunch of great scenes together, and those are two great actors really going at it, and then, so Dougal, first of all, gets told, like, so if you're going to be here, you're going to follow my orders. Jamie's way or the highway. Yeah, and if you don't, then you can leave, and I really want you to be here because I respect you, and you're a good fighter, and I you'd be valuable and all that shit, but if you're not going to listen to me, you got to go, and he's like, okay. Okay, I'm here. And so then he promptly walks into a tent and attempts to be like. Hey, Claire, so why don't you tell Jamie to get his head out of his ass? Because remember how you promised to marry me if he died? Like, that's a good tactic. Right. I was like, Dougal, why did you think that was going to help? Mm-mm. Why did you think that was going to help? <laughs> then, then Claire just... Has a great model. She unleashes. Annihilates him. Like, she I want to annihilate him. him with my thighs. Claire annihilates him <laughs> with her words. Yeah. Just, at, like... She, she ends it with... narcissism? You, uh, yes, that's right. Narcissism. Was a god in Roman who could he fell in love with it? He starved because, because he fell he in love with the fell in love reflection. With reflection. And then all of a sudden, and then she ends it with "Go." If you don't understand what it means, I can tell you. But go fuck yourself. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, and he's basically like, well, all right then. And then he actually says, 
I have been in love with my own reflection. And there, I understand I wrote that. down the quote, I do love my reflection, but I love Scotland more. And Scotland it was first. And it was, it was hard, man. It was a great, it and was there was gangster. this beautiful shot in there with Dougal's and the dark and Claire's and the light. Um, I wrote down sick burn Claire, but it, um, it was like just really well written scene. And he just sold the hell. I was like, nope, you know what? That is he a won. dude who knows that he's flawed and gets that he's really fucked up. But at the end, he's just the one thing he will not abide is anyone telling him he does not love Scotland. Right. It was lovely. It and was then great. there's more mainly montage. <laughs> yeah. They they were doing some more training montage. It's montage that happened there. Um, then so Claire but has they're her learning, little, right? They're picking it up. It's like Rocky. And the whole time Claire is like obviously distressed, but won't tell anybody what's going on. And. Jamie and Murta have this little moment where Murta's like, you know, if there's something wrong, you should probably just ask her. And Jamie was like, dude, I've been married for like two years now. Do you think I didn't ask her? <laughs> it's cool. We talk all the time. No, like really. No, like really. She's not going to tell me. We talk. Um, and uh, then she has a panic attack and passes out and oh, wakes up with the scene we already talked about. And then she has... Angus's foot happens first, though. This is where the Angus foot scene happens. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the Angus foot happens. Which um, is, I think, the inciting incident because that... No, room. the inciting incident is when she's walking through the yard and they're firing. It's the firing. Right. She's yeah. hearing the guns like pop. Yeah, because it starts out kind right. of funny because they're all really shitty at reloading guns. Like, mm-hmm. reload! And everyone's like, bleh, 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 I don't know how to do bleh, this. I just have a pitchfork. I'm really Scottish. Fat. I really have fat I'm fingers. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I also have fat fingers. I would be really bad at reloading guns, but it's just really funny to watch these dudes be like, now, do I put this in here? No, you guys, you guys, you'd be done um, already. But then all of a sudden it's not funny anymore because she freaks out when she hears the gunfire and this is what leads to her passing out. Um, and she wakes up and has this really incredible speech that in the middle of it, it's literally the only line in the whole episode where I was like, nah, because she goes, I feel stuck in one place like a dragonfly, dragonfly in, in amber. amber. No, I wrote it down too. And I'm like, you know, oh, that's the God. name of the second book. I knew it. Yeah. And when I wrote it down, I was like, I bet you a million dollars. This is the name of one of the fucking books. This is the, tr- this is the worst thing I've ever heard. So it, so the way the, the place that the dragonfly Mm-mm. in amber, where the book title comes from, right? Do you remember in season one when they meet Human Row, the beggar who had his tongue cut out, mm-hmm. um, who's a friend of Jamie's? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes, they I do. Out, yeah. out in the yeah. highlands, yeah. Um, and one of their like doing it vacations, <laughs> where they're just like off on a hill having Can sex. Can we go on that vacation right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you want to see my left boob again? Because well, no, because we're getting that we're getting to the scene. They are perfectly symmetrical. We're getting to the scene. Uh, so, um, so in that mm. scene, Jamie tells Hugh that he got married, and Hugh says, "Oh well, I want to give you a gift then," but doesn't say it because he can't speak, but like communicates with Jamie, and he takes out. A huge hunk of amber with a dragonfly in it, and it gives it to Claire. And then the second book is called Dragonfly and Amber, presumably because it's about being stuck for reasons that I am not going to go into right now because it's not totally clear based on the way that the season has come out so far. Mm-hmm. But about um, it was like so... a creature of motion stuck in place. So and because all this PTSD stuff is wonderful, but it's not in the book. So I was like, oh, that was so shoehorned in. It was so outside of everything else that was yeah. happening and just stood out in I a wrote, way. Hashtag dragonfly and amber. Hashtag no. I, it was to me it feels like a Jurassic Park plug I'm just like oh, it was no so it was awesome. horrible it was just, <laughs> it was outside of anything else that was happening it stood out like a weird ass wrong moment it just like stood out it was horrible and <laughs> Katrina tried as hard as she could there was no way to deliver those words Without sounding and like an idiot. it was the only idiot. thing in that monologue that wasn't fucking amazing. Right. Yeah. It was, that was a real, I, it feels like we've spent a lot of time on f- fucking three words, but it really stuck out. And an episode I think was pretty great. It just really stuck out. But it really did. It was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Okay. But the result of that episode is that, or of that scene is that Jamie is like, well, listen, you, she says, I don't think I'm ready to be in a war again. And he says, you don't have to be, I'm going to have... Uh, whoever the fuck Ross is, one of the guys mm. that gets like six lashes. Oh, we skip mm-hmm. that. Who cares? Everybody fucking knows. Yeah. Some dudes got whipped. Uh, uh, but we're coming up to the real. <laughs> we're to coming the, up yeah. to the real. Yeah. Um, 
Ugh. I'm going to have this other dude and Fergus take you home. And she's like, bitch, no, you're not. I'm not going home to not do anything. I'm not going to go sit at Lallybrock and not be a part of this and not try to make it better because and do what I can. I feel like I could have saved that I, guy in World yes. War II. Because then, and she probably couldn't have, but no. then it's worse than me just being in the ditch, you know? Right. Then she's forever in that ditch. It was a great, great monologue. Anyway, and the rest of the episode, gradually she figures out a way to get past it so that she can... Um, you know, do her mythical 20th century healing shit. Um, anyway, so then, so then, so then like cut, abrupt cut to Jamie taking a piss. Jamie totally just taking a whiz in like a fucking at night in like a, a stable or something. It's like, and then somebody nice stone wall. Somebody comes, somebody comes up behind him. Tiny little guy, opposed to enormous Jamie, trying to slit his throat. And Jamie's like, what? Throws him over his shoulder right into his own pee. And then breaks his arm. Yeah, there he is. Um, so. It's story. So it's like a, like a youngin. Um, he is. He's, he's like a kid. 16. And they drag him into Jamie's like default office, which just looks like a, Probably like a place. still the stable. Right. It's just or like a tent. place where there's a desk. horse tent, so wherever nice. we are. Yeah, a good old-fashioned horse tent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they they drag him in, and Jamie is all gearing up to, like, burn him with the hot side of a knife. Um, oh, no, he's like, where are you from? And this kid's like, I'm fucking British, and I know that there's bitches coming for you. And, and Jamie's you like, are, hell no. And I know that you are the notorious and ruthless and unprincipled Red, Red Jamie. Red Jamie. Woof. Can and he's we, like, uh, bitch, you don't know me. <laughs> bitch, call myself. But then it, but it's interesting because he's like, oh, okay, now I got to go straight up barbarian. Okay. I, well, but he, that's not his idea first. Oh, no. It's his idea before Claire comes in because he's like, I'm going to poke you in your broken that's arm. That's right. That's right. No, that's right. So he pokes him in the broken arm. That's horrible. This kid's not giving it up. Then he's like, I got to get a little bit more rough. And he starts putting his knife in the fire. And you're like, Jamie, and the kid's don't like, you can do whatever somebody. you want. I'm not going to tell you where the troops are. I'm not going to tell you anything. Jamie, don't do that. And Claire oh, walks in. But wait. Jamie's got the fire in the knife in the fire and he's going to put it on his face and he's being a dick about it. And Claire sees him about to be the dick. And she's like, he can't, that's not his, in his brain. He can't do that right now. And so she throws herself under the bus, which I guess didn't happen in the book. Oh no, it does. It's just, it's Jamie's idea in the book, but it was Claire's idea here. Basically exactly the same, except for that Jamie, the way that it happens in the book is that Claire is screaming at him to not torture the kid. And Jamie then immediately starts pretending that she's a prisoner. So it's Jamie's idea in the book. Except here. It it's was Claire's her. idea. She's like, you Scottish bastard. You Scottish barbarian. Barbarian. You let, I rejected your advances before, but if you let this poor boy go, I'll give it up. Or like, whatever. But, yeah, but you know And what? I want to make it clear that then that they still didn't have actually sex. actually happen. Uh, anyway, um, but you can tell that she's like, oh, no, no, but sir, no, okay. All right. No, but so Jamie we, really gonna, goes for it. He really goes for it. He, he yes-ands again. It's just like when she pretended to be a witch. Apparently, the Fraser marriage specialty is role-playing. Because <laughs> he was just like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'm going to pretend to assault you. But then you can see Katrina... Does a great job because you can see on her face that like I'm acting, I'm acting, and then he sort of like throws her against a wall and hikes up her skirt. And she's like, "Whoa, oh, that's not. I didn't mean no." Because but slow down. But also, she's kind of like, "We haven't done it in three months." I think I think you might be projecting, Julie. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, no. I think that she's mostly like, "Could you not finger me in front well, okay, of the okay, men?" Okay, fair, fair, fair. She doesn't he want hikes her, up her skirt. He totally goes for it. Yeah, and he's very convinced. And the dude, like, he loses him, it. The kid who William Gray, William Gray, and we'll come back to that in a second. Um, totally falls for it and is like, "Nope, all right, all right, you're right. I will tell you." So basically, this kid is willing to literally die, but not to see a woman get raped. Which you know what? Let's give it up for William Gray. What were you kid? Cheers. Cheers. Um. So, and then he tells him everything and then finds out that Claire is actually his wife. Right. Oof. Yeah. It's rough. He's like, oh, we're here and it's here and here. And Jamie, then Jamie says, I'm going to give you your life. You take this kid, you tie him to a tree. 
a mile from where his friends are so that they'll find him. And the mm-hmm. dude's like, no, but seriously, could you just kill me? Cause that's going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and as he's leaving, he's like a gray never forgets his debt. You've given me my life and I take it as a debt of honor. But after I've fulfilled that debt, I'm going to, fucking murder you. you and jamie's like sweet whatever it's like all right yeah. well then i hope we don't meet up again see you bye um but then he's like who the fuck was on watch that this kid got passed and came in and tried to fucking cut my jugular answer was gilf gilf uh, and his dudes and his dudes and part of the reason we skipped over this a little bit but uh dougal tried to recruit some uh recruit quote unquote we're led to believe that he probably <laughs> harassed mm-hmm. and harangued um people who are not a part of the fraser clan into volunteering quote unquote with volunteering. their pitchforks and shit and then jamie is like hey anybody who doesn't want to be here y- you can just go and they're like Okay, see ya. And they all leave. But strangers walked into their camp, so the people who were on watch get uh, get six lashes mm-hmm. each and then because Dougal brought these dudes in he's like great you and your dudes are on watch now you're responsible for the security so of the Dougal camp. So Dougal and his dudes were on watch when, when William, William Gray, Gray came up. in and tried to kill Jamie so now Dougal. You, you think Dougal's about to get whipped and I'm not I don't know why. Like I don't have a BDSM thing I think but it I was may be, so ready for Dougal to get whipped. I was ready too. And then he doesn't. But I admit, I agree. I was ready to see Gilf get whipped. But I think it's because Jamie was like, if I, once again, giving his body up, if I take this shit, Dougal will never, ever, ever give up on me. Like, well, he'll I be my guy. I think he also knows that, like, and he's got to let the guys to show see the him. men. Right. Let, let the, the men guys see him. that he holds himself accountable too, because the kid says the reason that he finds them is their unguarded fires. And Jamie didn't say, please make like, sure the fires are guarded. That was me. He was like, no, that's me. So why don't you give me the six lashes and then just like 12 more? So 18 lashes. And Murtaugh gets this little tiny smile on his face. <laughs> and, and, um, I'm sorry that Janine does not know about the, past of this but this is a big thing okay jamie's jamie's been whipped a lot jamie's back is just fucking covered in scars okay because of it because of a major villain in the show if if you are with us when we do season one there will be an entire episode dedicated to that to the makeup of jamie fraser's back and so jamie fraser's like let's do this fucking takes his shirt off holds the pole and it's just like fucking do it and Murta's whipping him and he's just like it's just like whip no noise nothing whip no noise silence yeah whip because the dudes silence. earlier were like whip oh, silence oh, shit but jamie whip. he's like nope silence After the li- i wrote jamie good list uh taking a licking and keeping on ticking <laughs> I to, oh, at the end of this, I want to have a good like just list of all the things you said about Jamie. Yeah, just like so, whip it. J- yeah, silence. Into shape. Shape it up. <laughs> Get, Get straight. straight. <laughs> Go forward. Move ahead. <laughs> um. So that all that happens, we're gonna come back and talk about William Gray in a second. But then Jamie is like, "Oh, oh, hey, by the way, when we're done with this, uh, we got some business to take care of. We got because there are some Englishmen like three miles from here. Now we and know they where they are, and so, now we know that they have cannons. Yep, because William you know Gray get this shit are. up. Yep. So they put on some some liquid eyeliner. <laughs> they fucking grease paint up like fucking Braveheart. They fucking guerrilla warfare like soot their he was, faces. He was, it was a commando raid. Is that the right word? <laughs> but he's not taking Gilf. Yo, Gilf has got to stay on watch duty. And Dougal's like, but, but. Because okay. remember, Gilf was the first one that was like, this is how Scotsmen fight. And now it's actually happening. And Jamie's like, nah, nah. See ya. So they go and they steal all of the wheels from the cannons, they, which I would like to say they burn in an unguarded fire. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. another I mean, 18 like, lashes. Can't they see that fire? Yeah. So they, you just... they burn all the cannon wheels and they take all the pins that hold the wheels on and Jamie makes them into like like a war necklace for Claire. It's like a keychain. He just like throws it on her bed. And she's like, what's this? And he's like, that is the, the bounty of my evening out. Uh, cotter pins. Cotter pins, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the cotter pins yeah. from... Uh, and she's like, well, but the, the, don't they have wheels? He's like, well, if they have wheels, they can't roll. We burn them. Yeah. No. no. And he's all painted. 
and he's obviously got a boner. Yeah, and, and it's and just and like he climbs on top of her. Here it is, and the, he's like giddy from pulling here the shit off. And they they climb on top of each other, and she's like ready, and they're making out. And then he's like, "Get dressed." She's like, "Don't, don't you, don't you mean Isn't like something else?" And thing? he's like, "Nope, <laughs> we have to leave. No, we have to leave." And Claire sits up and goes. It basically does this. And this was the point where Allison and my husband and several friends of ours were playing D&D in the next room and I was watching the episode and I screamed out loud. I was like, oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Please let someday doing it happen. Please. Because that was the moment. What was the thing we were saying when we said, oh, we can't ever talk about Outlander on the train on the way to the podcast? You're killing me softly, but not, not so, so softly. softly. You're killing me, Jamie, but not so softly. Not so softly. God damn it. Yeah. Like, seriously, he's in his kilt. He's got his face painted. You know he's got a rock hard boner oh, under totally. there. Oh, totally. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. And what's nice, <sighs> I will say, to me, it felt like. They were actively trolling us because Claire, they were they were fucking with us. After after Jamie leaves, Claire's like, "Oh my oh god. god!" But like, I was my right body is ready. What? I was right here. Oh my god! There's only one benefit to not wearing underwear as a society, and it's and that you could have fucked me like right now. P and B right away. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Um, I all I wrote down was us two, Claire. That's just all I wrote for the us whole thing. Two. Us two, Claire. Us two. Um, God damn it. So, a couple of little things before we do our skills that I want to talk about. First mm-hmm. of all, I found this out thanks to Twitter. But the coat that Jamie is wearing for the majority of the episode, I did have a your coat is bitchin' note. That was his dad's coat. <gasps> You can go back and watch that flashback that we talked about in the last episode. I totally had it. Your coat is bitching, yeah. though. Is, um, that is his dad's his coat. His jacket is boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, it's, I mean, it's a great costuming thing because they didn't mm-hmm. call it out in any mm-hmm. way. But, like, there were side-by-side photos on the internet. And, obviously, he just, like, had his dad's coat. And now that it, he has to be a leader of men, he's just wearing his dad's coat. I, it was, I just thought that was fucking great. Um, a couple of things about William Gray. So, um... The would-be assassin who got you, thrown in you pee. You know, from the way that scene is written, anyone who's ever, let's say, watched a television show or a movie or read a book, based on the way that scene is written, <laughs> knows that that character is going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. If someone says, after this and this and this, I will kill you, and the other guy's like, then I hope we don't ever meet again, then you're, they're going to fucking meet again, right? Yeah, right. I think that's what happens. So, um, so it will surprise no one that William Gray is coming back. He is one of my very favorite characters in the entire series. Masque Monsieur Raymond. Yes. Like a lot. Well, no, mm, no, de- no, he is better. He's better. He's a really great character. Um, oh, I, I love, I love Raymond, but, uh, John Gray is great. Um, All right. He also, at one point, gets to meet Benjamin Franklin naked in a hothouse. I'm not surprised. That's probably not going to make it on the show. No. Um, So that's not a spoiler. Anyway. (laughs) Come um, on. Anyway. um, So uh, that is William Gray, who in the books is John Gray. And I don't totally know why there was an arbitrary name change. And I was on Matt Roberts' Twitter, and he said, like, well, we had to give you a little taste of William Gray because you've got to meet William Gray from the books. And I'm like, no, but his name is John Gray. <laughs> I don't it know. Has, they have to know. What's the deal? Very well, clearly. Of course they know. Yeah. Of course they know. So there's a reason they changed it, and I'm really curious about that. But, um, but I'll be curious to see... Uh, how they handle the character's return. Anyway, it's he, I'm just really excited that the character got introduced. And it's mm-hmm. then the fact that that's the way that they meet is hugely important in the story. Um, and, yeah. And he's he's a great character. He's one of the best char- characters in Outlander. Jo- mm-hmm. He's John William Gray in the books. But here he's just William Gray. Um, Lord John. He has his own little series of novellas. It's true. Anyway, so it's time for the scales, Julie. Okay. 
All right. So like, so let's do the costuming as always. Oh, I, we forgot to say, uh, this episode brought to you with beer that we did not get for free because we just buy our own beer. Um, three different beers. No, it gets two, two different beers. Two different um, beers. Um, no, wait, I drank this one too. Oh yeah. Okay. Jesus. You guys are way ahead of me, man. You guys, um, I fucking right, drink so a beer. Ballast point. Grunion Pale Ale, um, the uh, Mustang Brewing Company Route, Route 66, 66 American Lager, Revolution, for their Chicago beer, Chicago Pilsner, which is called Pills, and, and Miller, Miller Lite, Lite, a fine, a fine Pilsner, Pilsner beer. <laughs> as always. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, our scales. Uh, as always, these scales are not planned in advance. So when you hear me go, uh, it's because I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, so costumes on a scale of... Um, uh, ask your doctor about <laughs> Exalis mm-hmm. or, like, insert a random prescription drug. Right. Uh, to, which means it's just people in shorts riding bikes. Right, right. And, like, um, like khakis and shit. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. To, um, let's say... Well, dangerous liaisons doesn't work because that's French. Plus, that's I think too we already high. used that. Yeah, we've already used it. Um, let's say Rob Roy. Mm. Mm. Well, no, let's go straight Braveheart. Ah. Oh, Braveheart, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, where are we on that scale? I am gonna have to go closer to the Braveheart and what is an uh, Brigadoon? <laughs> yeah, Brigadoon. <laughs> Because they even there's even some mist and they go backwards in time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, straight Brigadoon. All that's missing is some dance numbers. Brigadoon, Brigadoon. Okay, great. Brigadoon slash Damiakis. Why Damiak? Oh, okay. Just because they're playing baseball and shit. Time and also, I will say Claire Randall looks great in a pair of slacks. Yes, she does. She Brigadoon slash. League of their own. Oh no, White Christmas. Ooh, gee. I wish I were back in the army. <laughs> the army. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You guys are missing them dance to that as well. Oh my yeah. god. I all I want in my whole life is for Claire to have a dance number. <laughs> um, dancing cheek to cheek and pants to pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, on the how often you can get up to get a beer scale. Um, let's say was, no. We got to do the scale first. Okay. We got to do the scale okay, first. Okay. So let's say um, the remake of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Okay. To, um, um. Well, since we've already had had our our friend Janine here reference it to a Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> oh God. Well, thank you. I just wanted one. <laughs> I have to admit that both of those things would make me get up and get buried anytime. Well, I no, but Requiem for, for a Dream, though. you would just want to have like nine no, beers. You just have to have them with you because you need oh, to, yeah. you need them to get through it. Right. Yeah. You, you're you're out, <laughs> and your body's just like not willing to get up off the chair. Yeah. I have to say. All right, then let me change it. What about this diehard? Okay. Oh, okay. I have to say you could probably pause a couple of times in this episode. Not as many times as the last one, but a couple of times. Yeah, I, so, I think if you really need... I guess I just realized I didn't weigh on the costume scale, but I agree with you. Uh, Brie Dune meets Damien Yankees meets White Christmas. Anyway, I I think that that's true. I think if you wanted to get up in one of the training montages... Yeah, yeah, oh, you so could. like Footloose. Yes. You can get up in one of the yes. extended sequences. And, or, or fucking Karate Kid. Karate Anytime Kid. Anytime there's yes. fucking wax on, wax yep, off, yep, yep. get up and go or get a Three beer. Ninjas. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the oh. original. Well, no, except for here's the thing. You can get Brilliant up and drink through one. all... Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's true. Uh, hey, I don't ever do like self plugs, but I currently have a piece on Consequence of Sound um, that you should check out. Uh, that's called the Unkind Rewind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> oh. Two: The Secret of the Use, um, which is about revisiting a movie that you thought was really fun as a kid, which, as it turns out, totally blows. Really? Oh. oh, it's really. I oh, loved that know. movie as a kid, and it does not hold up. Like not at all. Oh. Not even a little. Did you know we, we worked for for Leonardo for a little while at Groupon? One of the guys who was a turtle, he worked at Groupon as like the operations manager for a while. He said he said he liked my shoes one day. I was really happy. Did you I would say only work for Donatello? <laughs> I would only work for Donatello. Hey, true story. Donatello was my first celebrity crush. Hey. Donatello is the best, though. He's yeah. the smartest. Because he's the he smart was one. The smart one, which means he knows how to work his way around the central area, what is in the which is theme what song? I'm trying to get to happen to me in this show. <laughs> Michelangelo is a party dude. Leonardo is, is the, the leader. Right, but right. I'm trying to think of the lyrics. 
Oh, fuck. Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is, is a party, party dude. dude. But what? Me, but what's the one they say about Donatello? Donatello. Yeah, you look look that up, Janine. Okay, going to the final scale. While, yeah. While we're getting this vital Donatello oh my information. Oh god. Okay. So, Julie. Um, this episode, I can already tell, is going to go about five minutes long because Julie is about to take us all to church about why there needs to be more boning in okay. Outlander. All right. So, Julie, on a scale of, um, let's say, dead man walking <sighs> to, what's another Susan Sarandon movie with lots of great boning in it? Oh, I know. Bull uh, Durham. No. Oh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham is great, but also oh the one where it's her and Catherine Deneuve. Oh, Yeah. As the um, vampires, what is the name of the movie? I'll go with Bull Durham. We'll go with Bull Durham. I, that movie is fucking hot. Oh my! Mm-mm. It's not Bull Durham. No, it's not. Because look at this. Look I'm at the stuff. Isn't it neat? I'm sorry. Here you are. You're asleep in bed in a campsite full of men, but you're totally cool. I don't know why. You're protected. You're in your jammy bed. It's warm, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> You're strapping six foot four ginger scotch ass husband shows home from a crazy ass commando raid he just made and his face is all painted in ash and it's weird and he's sweaty and it's like, let's do this. And then there's no this. No, instead you have to get on a horse. This movie is the Equus. Oh, oh my God. It's because I said horse. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, no, it's good. No. <laughs> you know what? Echoes is many things, but it is not sexually frustrating. She doesn't like that. Well, it's frustrating for that kid. Okay, okay. How hold about on. X Files? Okay, no, no. No. Uh, what's well, another? That's like, like, that's, it, it, I know you got waiting for that but like fucking Jillian Anderson, lesbian. Hey, what about Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries? Yes. What about Her- Vanilla Sky in the beginning before he falls off the cliff? Like that was a big like climactic moment, right? Where they're like friends but not doing it. <sighs> no. no, I need I'm it to be. Scared. I need it to be a married couple who likes to do it a lot. And then there is the perfect time for them to fucking do it like extra good. And they don't do it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. All right. All right. I feel that. I feel that. It's like, it's right there. It's like, there it is. And then instead they just shoot themselves up. And instead it's just like, cut out. And then Claire goes, <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I, I kind of want to like dock it ne- because for I mean yes, I'm frustrated in a way that it's probably the show's exact intent, right? Like I was like, no, but seriously, can't we just <gasps> do it? That would have been the best doing it scene forever. Birds do it, bees, bees do, do it. it. Why can't we do it? Isn't it animated fleas? Isn't that the next lyric? Even animated fleas do it. Is that true? Educated? Educated fleas? Educated fleas? But I found the line for Donatello. What is it? So, Splitter taught them to be ninja teens. He's a radical rat. Leonardo leads Donatello does machines. Oh, yeah, Donatello. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, Donatello does machines. That is a little sexual. Yeah, he gets lots of machine head. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neither one of those are as interesting as Donatello does machines. Yeah. That's a fact, Jack. Um, <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. go. Um, oh, vanilla eyes. Oh. Uh, so it's, fr- it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And, like, and I do not watch the show because of the sex, but the reason that I have convinced so many people to watch the show is 100% because of the sex. That's what you've been selling me on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Janine, so the, the funniest thing about, about Janine and his presence here on our... It, for the people who just started listening, we call... Aaron Janine, because he's the Janine of our Ghostbusters team. <laughs> um, what you don't hear is when we walk in the door, he yells, We got one! 
Um, uh, that's what you don't hear. Anyway, um, so Janine hasn't seen any of Outlander. Not one. So every once in a while, we're like, no, but seriously, you're going to love this one. We're sharing that Miller Lite. Yes, we are. I already thought about it. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so, so he hasn't seen any of it. So he just hears all of this stuff. And the whole time we've been like, no, but seriously, it seems like it's a show for chicks, but it's not. It's really not because it's the best sex on television because it lasts forever because it's written for women. Um, and, uh, and there's just no boning. So our PSA is that we would just really like some more boning, please. Could there please be more Bones. And like we have seasons three and four now. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Outlander, got renewed two for two seasons. seasons at once, which oh, fucking yes. never happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there are two more seasons coming, which means that there's going to be lots of sex coming, com- coming. But I could, but there's not very much coming right now. Oh, God damn it. Um, so more coming for the people who are coming to watch the show about coming. Back in time. Um, She came back in time and she should come in the future as well. Yeah. And presently. She should Mm -hmm. come in the past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. Um, Because Jamie's number one skill is bean flicking. It's going unused. I know. This bean flicking skill is incredible and underutilized. Yep. Yep. Um, So, on that note... I'm an incredibly frustrated Allison Shoemaker. I am an angry Julie Starbird. I'm Janine. <laughs> That's Janine. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, and hopefully it's just 60 minutes of doing it. Jesus Christ, can I just be doing it? Yep, it's going to be great. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.